welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Innocent Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Tonight is an interesting episode for me. Tonight we're going to talk about something that I think I know you hear a lot of and I certainly hear a lot of as well. We're going to talk about the top mistakes that people make on a Disney vacation. You bet. And more importantly, we're going to talk about how one of those people isn't going to be you. (laughs) Well, yes, that is the goal is that you should take the information that we're throwing out there today and figure out a way to say, eh, that's not going to be me the next time I go. So give us, I guess, let's dive in. What's what's the big thing that folks need to know to avoid the mistakes that we're going to talk about tonight? It's simple. It's really, it's one word, planning. So you've got my piece of advice. That's it. Show over planning. Look, it is, it, it, it is that simple. And it's easy for you to say that because this is what you do for a living. But the reality is, it, it is that simple. You have to have a plan. I, I want to be clear. I don't mean you have to have every minute of every day plan. I don't even mean you have to have 20% of every minute of each day plan. To me, planning means you've gotten the information, you've digested it for your family, and you've made choices. You know, maybe I do want to be a rope dropper. And sometimes people say, my friend said I have to be a rope dropper and I'm too embarrassed to ask her what that means. <laughs> yes, it sounds, you, it sounds weird if you don't know. know. Right, of course. Are you a 6.30 a.m. leaving the resort room person or not? Not is a plan. Right. Are you a signature dining and sit-down dining every meal? Again, not is a plan. But one of the most important lessons I think I give my team when we do new agent training is I say that it's our job to give our clients all of the options, pros and cons to some of those options, and then they make the choice that fits them. Because not every family is a rope dropper, not every family is a buffet or a character meal person, a thrill ride person, a VIP tour person. But there's nothing worse than being one of those people and not knowing that was an option. Right. Here's, here's the, the real crux of it. If you were to go back in time and take your time machine and go back to the very first year that you started doing what you're doing, a Walt Disney World vacation looked very different. The planning for it was very different. You know, as soon as you said that, I kind of let out this breath and I thought, Wow, I'm going to sound old now. It was a simpler time. It, it was. But Sandy, it was a simpler time a decade ago. So we have some listeners that are listening that haven't been in 10 years. It's a different ballgame. The planning that is required of today's Disney vacation is flat out different than it was five years ago and certainly way different than it was 10 years ago. Without a doubt, but... Again, that's why we're going to keep coming back to that word planning. Where does it really begin? Because, you know, you're managing folks' vacations from from start to finish. So where do we really want to start here? It really starts with how are you getting there? Are you driving? Are you flying? Again, it's our job to ask you to look at big picture. We have people all the time that say to me, I'm going to drive. 
And then I kind of look at their info that I have and I'll say to them, well, you're from Massachusetts or you're from Illinois and we're talking about a February vacation. And we're talking about a 14 to 18 hour drive. What if it snows during that time? What if it snows the day before you're leaving? Yes, it can snow and delay your flight. I get that. But I guess being a Jersey girl who kind of likes to lay right around that 70 speed limit, when it snows and my 70 drops to 20 yeah, and my hour drive becomes three, the thought that I could drive six to eight hours in the snow to start or end my vacation is horrific to me. And some of those people will say, you know, last time we went was August. I didn't even think about the fact that it could snow. So start with how are you getting there? Does driving make sense if you want to drive when you're flying? I always talk about that number one mistake people make is that first flight of the day. If you're in a very populated area where that first flight is 6 a.m. and you're getting up at three o'clock in the morning. And so, yeah, you had the whole day. But by seven o'clock at night, everybody wants to go to bed. The other thing that I will say about flying and not a question of debate, just a question of reality, please pay for seats. There is nothing worse than these airlines who have stripped it down like consumers have asked for. Consumers have said, I don't want to pay for features I'm not using. Maybe when I'm traveling alone, I don't care what my seat assignment is. I don't care that I don't get checked bags. You care when you're separated from your two and your four-year-old pay for the seats now. Avoid starting your vacation with that stress of, am I going to get to the airport and are they going to help me and reseat me? Because it's actually in Congress right now, whether they have to or not, because the airlines are all clear. You didn't pay for seats. We'll put you anywhere. We figured out how we're getting there. What what are the, the next set of challenges we have to consider? Where are you going to stay? How long do you want to stay? And what is the value of what you get? I have stayed everywhere on property. I love every resort for a different reason. I'm not going to say I don't have my favorites. But I've talked about value over and over. Am I a Polynesian and Beach Club fan? Without a doubt. However... If I'm going to rope drop and I'm going to stay in the park till midnight and I'm only there for three days and that means the only downtime is between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. when I should be sleeping, am I going to get the value out of that resort? Because to me, listen, nobody has an unlimited budget. I don't know about you. I keep watering that money tree and it's not working. No, not growing. There are times where we just have to decide Where do we put the money in our budget? And I will say that to clients sometimes because I think a top mistake is picking what is perceived as the ultimate hotel. Maybe you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Maybe you remember it from your childhood. You're paying top dollar for a resort that you may or may not totally be able to afford, that you're not going to enjoy any of the amenities to because you can't enjoy them while you're sleeping. But you have absolutely maxed out your budget because you're in a monorail resort. And so now when the kids want a souvenir or you guys want 
the cool cotton candy or an extra popcorn, you're maxed out of money. Again, not a thing for somebody on commission to say. <laughs> I would rather sell you a less expensive resort that is the right fit and leaves you money to have some room to play. Maybe you're driving. And I had a client once that I was just so nervous that she was going to call and tell me where on the side of the road she was stuck because she literally downgraded her park tickets and upgraded them the day before she checked in to pay for them. And I thought, what if the cost of gas goes up during her drive? Will she have the money to get home? Nobody wants to stretch your budget that far. So I'm all for giving Disney your money. They get a ridiculous amount of my paycheck. Sometimes I wonder why they don't just, you know, leave it on account. But use it wisely. Make the best choices of the value. And again, I think when we talk about planning, that's the thing where a planner comes in, like myself or the literal thousands of planners out there. Well, I obviously hope you all work with my team and I. I get we're not the only show in town. Work with a planner. Disney pays them for you. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And you'll gain their expertise. But you have to ask questions. I know people who plan Disney vacations who haven't been there in five years. I don't think they're the right planner for most people. I'm not saying everybody has to go once a week or once a month. But if they're not stepping foot on property once or twice a year, then they're not necessarily feeling things the same way. We can all read, but to actually experience it is something different. And that's the planner's job to experience it and give you all that feedback so that you avoid these top mistakes. You, you mentioned, you know, coming, going a couple times a year. The next piece that we're going to talk about if you haven't gone over the last couple of years consistently, it's confusing, right? And and because we're going to talk about park reservations, which is which is a an evil from my perspective, but I'm not a Disney planner. I'm just a Disney vacationer, but it's a reality and it's not going away. So you need to understand that, which is where a, a Disney planner comes into play. Sadly, it is not going away. Um, it is a million times better than it was two years ago. Sure. You know, two years ago when people made a reservation with us, even if it was for six months away, immediately we wanted to get park reservations made for them because parks fill and sell out a concept people don't understand. Hey, I have a ticket. Hey, I'm staying on site. That's not how the system works. Right. Now we do most of our park reservations at 60 days when we do dining Because in that planning, with making a park reservation, there's a lot of thought. Again, where does your mistake happen? Maybe your mistake happens because you only have one Magic Kingdom day and you made the Magic Kingdom reservation on the day of a Halloween party. You didn't know there was a Halloween party. You heard that. You didn't even know what it was when you got there. What it meant is the park closed at six for you. And at four o'clock, there was this influx of guests that you hadn't been expecting to stand online. And guess what else? There were no fireworks for you because you had to exit the park beforehand. So talking to a planner to help make those reservations and pick the right days 
is key. One of the other things that I say, people who work with us, again, we will do as much or as little as clients want, but our job is really to be that sounding board when they've got their ideas. And I always say to people, any one day of your vacation plan works without a doubt. But does your vacation plan work together? Mm -hmm. Because people work so hard to plan the perfect day, but they don't look at the perfect plan. So for example, if you're a deluxe resort guest and you're taking advantage of those evening hours in Magic Kingdom for the chance at that third virtual queue on Tron, and you're in Magic Kingdom till one in the morning, which means you might not realistically get back to your hotel room till 2, 2.30 in the morning. Thinking you're going to leave your hotel room at 6.30 so you can rope drop, rise the resistance, probably not a plan that works. Right. Either of those worked on their own, but that four hours of sleep and getting up and dressed in under four hours probably doesn't work. As somebody whose traveling party continues to change... <laughs> because <laughs> my kids are two small kids, y your your needs change. And you need to be having those conversations with people that understand what somebody who is in a similar traveling party to you has been in the in the past so that they can help guide you. Hey, I think maybe, maybe not doing a park day the day after you're in the Magic Kingdom till one o'clock might be a good idea if that's possible for you. So you're correct. And understanding park reservations. We right. have clients all the time who can't decide where they're going on that fifth day or that sixth day. And they'll say to us, um, why don't you put me down for, and often it's Epcot because we know they've got the most dining, they've got fireworks. And I'll say to them, you know, why don't we talk about it? And I'll put you down for somewhere else because here's a tip for you. Epcot has the largest park occupancy. It is the last park, unless something unique is going on there that day, to sell out of park reservations. So more often than not, you can switch to Epcot, but you can't switch to certain other parks. But to give you the flip side of that, right, if you've got folks that are super interested in Guardians of the Galaxy, or you've got folks that are interested in hitting Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, or even the Frozen Ride, if you don't have Epcot as that first reservation, you're going to miss the opportunity in the morning to hit some of those if you've gotten Guardians or, or to hit Remy or to hit Frozen, which sometimes have lines that are long. So it goes back to the original statement of planning, and it goes back to having that conversation with your travel specialist to understand, all right, I know, I know that it's the last part to sell out, but I know that I'm going to have the best chance to get these attractions which we're going to talk about in a second, if we do it this way. And that's true. But one of the other things that I might say to you is, you know what, Jeff? Let's make your Epcot day early in your trip. Because then on Tuesday, we're going to know if we need to switch that last day out of Hollywood Studios back to Epcot. Because there's no telling till Tuesday happens whether you had those magic fingers to get Guardians on the first or second try. And whether... Everybody in the family got up and got out and you got to do things. There's got to be a go with the flow level. As somebody who goes all the time, there's always a next time list. So I guess my top vacation mistake that I'm going to say is assuming you're going to get to do it all and everybody's going to be happy 100% of the time. 
know that there's always a next time. And sometimes, as much as you wanted something, it might have to go on the next time list. So now we're we're actually inside the parks, right? We started talking about the reservations. Now we're there. You know, what do you think we need to avoid once we're there? Before you get there, if you've got young kids, you've got to measure them. You've got to know how tall they are. Which rides can't they do? Avoid the time to go there and the upset to go there. I also highly recommend to people, go to a local carnival. Go to whatever your local theme park is. I'll give those shout outs to places like Sesame Place, Bush Gardens, Great Adventure. See how your kids do. Your kid that you thought is a daredevil might not be and vice versa. Disney is very different. I remember a client trying to have this conversation with me and I couldn't follow it. And it turned out the only thrill ride reference she had for her family was going to one of these local traveling carnivals. And she just kept saying to me, well, I'll keep an eye on her. And if need be, I'll tell the man he has to stop the ride. (laughs) And when I explained that you're not, and she was not riding, she had made that very clear to me. You know, this isn't like those local carnivals where you can put your kid on and see and tell the man to stop the ride. No. So know what your kid's like. And again, please don't plan every minute of the day. That's a big mistake because, again, you're bound to have disappointment. Your day is not going to go perfectly as planned. And that's because there's magical moments that are going to happen in between. It's going to be that your child is just enamored, waving to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who you weren't even sure that they knew before you got there. So get some things on heights. We have a great series, maybe I'm biased in saying that, called A Stroll Through Each Individual Park, the Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. And it tells you, what do you have to worry about with heights? What's the most popular ride? Where do you go to get away from things? Where do you go when there's just been too much excitement and your child needs a reset. I can't recommend enough listening to our stroll through series. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously I'm biased as well cause I'm a part of it, but I, I do think that if you're looking to limit mistakes, listening to those stroll through episodes gives you a real breakdown of what the parks have to offer. And then you can plan accordingly with a travel specialist to make sure that you're, you're hitting all the right notes. I, I think that's important. Definitely. And I'll put the links in the show notes so that you can easily find all of those. We have them for both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So we've got you covered whatever coast you're on. And as you do that, just be mindful of of the height that Sandy said. Be mindful of whether your your kids are adventurous or whether there's a specific intellectual property that maybe they, they need to see once they're there and, and, and make the plan based off of all of those things as well and and be prepared to to modify the plan if you need to. One of the things that I think needs to be modified constantly on my vacation is eating. And so if you know anything about this show, you know we spend a significant amount of time talking about food and dining. We're not going to do that tonight uh, because dining mistakes happen across the board, even some of the, the restaurants that you're a huge fan of. But take a listen to some of our shows, the stroll through ones, the dining throughout Walt Disney World shows. You can get a real feel for what these these places are. Talk to your travel specialist. They've gotten better at walk-up availability, even though a lot of these restaurants, you know, you have to book a long time in advance. 
Um, but just listen to some of those other shows before you make a plan and, and, and speak to your travel specialist about it. And the other thing is mobile ordering, which if you've listened to our early shows, you know I was kind of slow to come around to this trend, but I do now like it. Mobile ordering is for what Disney calls quick service or we all call fast food. You can order it in the Disney app well before you get there. You can order lunch at 10 o'clock in the morning to be ready to be picked up at 1 p.m. And it avoids you standing in a long line to make your order and then standing in another long line to pick up your food. So use mobile order to really make the most of your day and not have your time wasted. All right. So it's a bear of a show. So how do we wrap it up? What do you think we need to end it with? Fireworks, of course. <laughs> that's, how most night, that's how most nights end, right? <laughs> and that is another top planning mistake. I highly recommend doing nighttime shows early in the week. I'll recommend you see them again. There's nothing like ending your last night with fireworks. But understand, your group is tired. It's rainy. It's windy. Things happen. And so when you save that special moment, that special item for your last day or two, and the group isn't going to have it because they're done, you're kind of out of luck. I think Disney fireworks are amazing. You can't see too many of them. So plan to see them more than once. Start your trip with them for that ooh-ah moment. End your trip with them and several nights in between. And, and the one thing that we didn't cover, which we've covered in, in all of our stroll through episodes, is that it's Florida and it rains pretty much every single day at some point. So you, you have to be have a plan for when the weather may turn nasty for a couple of minutes, right? So true. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it is I would say the last three months of my career have had more clients call me to ask about canceling their entire vacation and moving it to another date because of rain than my whole career put together. And I, I want to be clear, we're talking January, February, March, beginning of April. We are not talking hurricane rain. We are talking it's going to rain today. Right. It happens. Is it disappointing? Sure. Do things like a parade and fireworks get canceled? Sure. However, one of the things that I love about the rain, I don't understand all these people who think they're going to melt. So if you're not going to melt and put Donna Dollar Tree Poncho and head into the park, you will find that the ride lines are super short. There's a very limited number of rides that aren't going to happen in the rain. And also know Disney's number one goal is to create magic and magic means a parade and means fireworks. So unless it's a torrential downpour, you might hear an announcement. Tonight's showing of happily ever after has been delayed by 10 minutes due to weather. They're going to do everything in their power to hit those highlights for you. Maybe they're not going to send out the 22 float parade because it's raining and some of our fur friends can't deal with it. But they're going to send out a six float parade and you're still going to find that magic. So don't let rain be the thing that ruins your trip. 
make it magic. And I'll say, don't let the 10 day forecast be the thing that ruins your trip either. <laughs> and I'll use my last trip as a perfect example. Yeah, we're not big believers in how this is going to happen, but I do know that I shared with my wife just a, a quick screenshot of the 10 day forecast, probably about five days before we were supposed to get there. And it was rain every single day. And it didn't rain while we were there. So you can't get carried away with it because it is Florida. You will get rain more often than not just randomly throughout the day. And sometimes the 10-day forecast points that out rather than the 8 to 10 hours of sunshine that you're also going to get along the way. Well, and that's what I was just going to say. The 10-day forecast may say 40% chance of rain, 80% chance of rain. But when it's day 7, 8, and 9 in the forecast, it doesn't say... 80% 80% chance of rain for two hours. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That's what's missing. Well, Sandy, I thank you for taking the time tonight. I know this is your bread and butter. This is this is what you do every day is try to get people to understand the intricacies of a Disney vacation and how to avoid those pitfalls. Thanks for taking the time to share tonight with our audience and have a great week. Thanks, you too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.